Many of you are familiar with the work of Project Witness. Project Witness has been uh, an incredible resource for our community when it comes to uh, publications and textbooks and, and documentaries uh, about the uh, period of World War II with uh, many stories, accounts, and, um, and tales that frankly uh, were either never told before or certainly never told in documentary form. Uh, Project Witness is led by uh, Ruth Lichtenstein, who is the uh, publisher of the Hamodia newspaper and has proudly been uh, leading the Project Witness project for many, many years and has made it such an effective tool when it comes to Holocaust education and making sure that our community does not forget. And uh, we will speak both with her and with Guy Orman, who is the uh, producer of a brand new documentary, which is going to premiere July the 11th, one week from tonight, one week from tonight at the Williamsburg Hotel on Wythe Avenue in Brooklyn, it is going to premiere, and everybody in this audience is invited to come and participate, to support Project Witness, and to be there for this historic event. Information, projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org. Ruth Lichtenstein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, and thank you, Nahum, for always welcoming us in your program. Yes, we are almost there at, uh, at our premiere next week, Imet Hashem, on Wednesday, the 11th. Yeah, we got to talk about this documentary. It looks amazing. Uh, so we have Mrs. Lichtenstein with us, and Guy Orman is with us, who is a, uh, a wonderful producer, documentarian. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. All right, Mrs. Lichtenstein, very often, uh, maybe not always, but very often you want to bring stories of uh, World War II to our community, which either have not been told or are not well known. This one, the documentary premiere taking place one week from tonight, is called Rushja, R-O-S. J.A. The subtitle of the documentary is, Despite Everything They Survived, Let's Ensure Their Story Does Too. What can you tell us today about the documentary Rostja? So Rostja means uh, actually Russia in Polish. And I will let Guy give more details as he uh, worked more than hard and lived through it in the past nine months. Gee, please. <laughs> wow. Gee, that's true, by the way, right? As all of us are celebrating uh, Hanukkah, Purim, and Pesach, you're delving into the, uh, unfortunately, the horrors of World War II, right? Correct. As my kids know, I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Holocaust. <laughs> I always joke with Ari Weinrib when he, when he spent the year preparing his, uh, his Kinnis pr- uh, publication. I said, boy, at all these times of the year that we're celebrating, all you're thinking about is Kinnis. I'm sure you can relate. I can't tell you how many people call me up for, for information to use for their own Kinnis, uh, you know, A hundred percent. I, I could, I could uh, certainly believe that. So it starts a week from tonight. It's called Rushja. It's a documentary, uh, documentary premiere. What can you tell us, Guy, about this story? So this is a story that really has affected all of us in a major way, but we don't know about it, which to me, when I, when I learned about it, I was surprised. Why don't we know about the Jews 
who were deported or saved through, or survived through the Soviet Union. Mm. Um, what I learned is that, you know, 70 to 80 percent of Holocaust survivors after the war in the DP camps and stuff like that were people who had this experience of surviving through the Soviet Union, yet we knew nothing about it. So that was a very, to me, that was a very, very clear reason why this is a story that is unknown and that has been largely forgotten. Um, And one of the reasons this this has been forgotten is because after the war, when many of these survivors came back from the Soviet Union and they came back to Poland or to Germany to the DP camps um, and other areas, they learned the horrors of what had happened under the Nazis because they were in the Soviet Union. They had no idea what was happening. They didn't have Internet. They didn't have radio. So they learned all these things, and they felt a little bit like their experiences were not as harsh or were not as, you know, they weren't the same, and they felt uh, embarrassed maybe. So they didn't speak about it. So a lot of, a lot of second generation and other and even third generation people today, they don't know about their own um, parents or grandparents' experiences because they never spoke about it. All right. Now, okay, so I, I guess I'm one of those who is completely unfamiliar with this, because now you've got to straighten out some of my confusion. So we always thought that those who tried to escape to the East were not welcome there. And in fact, those who did try to escape there and got there, they themselves often were the victim of genocide. This, this, this would not be completely correct. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Um, <clears throat> in a sense, the Jews who uh, ended in Siberia were right. saved uh, by deportations, but different kind of deportations. Actually, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> actually, the Jews who found themselves in eastern part of Poland under the Soviet rule uh, didn't <clears throat> get even like five minutes to answer the question, do you have Soviet passports? Are you ready to stay here? And they were put on trains straight to Siberia, to nowhere. We have stories about Jews who landed like 150 miles from Mongolia, uh, ended in places that the train didn't go anymore, um, or were sent to Central Asia. Some locations are familiar in our memory, like uh, Tashkent or Uzbekistan, but we don't know how to put the story together of how, what happened here, and how Jews from Poland or from Galicia ended in all these uh, locations. By the end of the day, a lot of them died out of starvation, out of sicknesses, but many of them uh, lucky we are survived. All right, so that's a, so that's I guess the confusion that again we we think those who ended up in the places you just described, you know, likely you know were killed or died. Uh, this is a story, then I take it, of survival, and we you've done other stories of survival, incredible ones, but we've never heard about those who spent the war years. In the very eastern part of Russia, for instance, in very, very challenging circumstances, who ended up surviving. I assume that is the story of Russia. Am I right? Correct. This is that story. There was, I just want to uh, string, you know, sure. add on to what Mrs. Lichtenstein said is 
the Jews who were in the <clears throat> sorry the Jews that were in the Soviet Union they had hunger they had disease just like they had right. in the right. camps or in the ghettos right. they had cold which is actually worse the cold was much colder in Siberia and places like that than it was anywhere else right. the only thing they didn't have was 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 systematically being murdered they weren't put into crematory they weren't they weren't put into gas chambers so Stalin, in, you know, in a way, he wasn't the same as Hitler because he wasn't there to try to murder all the Jews, but he was using them, obviously, for labor and other things. He didn't care if they lived or not, right? because so, many of them died. But, so the, so the, the circumstances were not exactly, obviously, the same, but they were different, but they did survive. Many of them, obviously, did die, unfortunately, through Siberia or being in places like Central Asia. I mean... Imagine being like, you know, in Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan or Tajikistan or, or Kyrgyzstan and these places you would never even think of going to today. Now, I don't know the format of your documentary. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet. But did you meet any survivors from this episode or these episodes who ended up in the United States, Guy? Of course. Our main goal when we do the films um, are not to use archival material in terms of interviews. We don't go to old interviews. We only we try to, for the most part, look for survivors that are alive today who can share with us their experiences. Because, as you know, we're in a rush. We're in a race against time to keep documenting um, right. survivors that are alive today. Right. So my goal and Project Witness's goal has always been: let's try to find survivors alive and get as many as we can now. Because in hopefully in a long time from now, but you know, whenever it comes that time. We're not going to be able to do that anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Got both um, Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein and Guy Orman with us live via telephone a week from tonight. It's the documentary premiere at the Williamsburg Hotel on Wythe Avenue in Brooklyn of the documentary Russia. As you heard, despite everything they survived, let's ensure their story does too. You know, uh, Guy, in, in, in prior documentaries, the Project Witness is... Um, responsible for we've seen conversations with survivors and they some of them are very very difficult to sit through quite obviously and hearing their experiences are horrifying these survivors now you know are 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 even older than just a couple of years ago are they still able to convey the horrors to the audience um yes there's it's obviously it gets more challenging every year um some of the people that we we filmed and we put in the film are uh, a little, they were a little younger, obviously, because you know they they remember. So they remember certain things from their childhood. The older the person is, the harder it is. 100%. I mean, we had situations where you know there we're dealing with dementia or, or different things. It always makes it tougher. Um, and the research, the research, amount of research that it takes to find people right. is 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 a, is a big process. We have interviews from Israel. We have interviews from all over America. We have interview. We even have an interview that took place in Uzbekistan. Wow. We have filming in Uzbekistan. We even sent a, we sent a film crew to Siberia to, to, film a, to film a labor camp that still exists, meaning the ruins of it. We have reenactments of three of our stories where we filmed extensive reenactments with actors and all types of amazing... Uh, we rented a train and we we actually produced a deportation. You weren't there in Siberia, were you? I personally did not go, but we sent I sent two people from from Eritrea actually. What did they say about it? What's it like there now? Uh, the guys I sent are, are actually Russian, so they didn't mind the cold. Ah, <laughs> that's interesting. 
<laughs> That's interesting. Mrs. Lichtenstein, I, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. To us, you're one of the people who knows, quote-unquote, everything about World War II and the horrors of that era for our people. Is there something significant that you learned from this new documentary? Yes. Uh, what we have learned is, is that uh, we should not give up, even though it was harder than previous documentaries, even though it's not so simple to, um, uh, to you know, uh, research and uh, get through to places that they don't have, you know, um, they don't have water systems, they don't have, uh, uh, you know, any technical technology you know, advance of the 21st century, yeah. uh, but yet we got real stories, and some of them are unbelievable, tragic, uh, showing us where people got. What else we have learned is that even though it was so hard uh, about Jewish survival, about stories uh, of uh, spiritual, you know, survival about uh, Bnei Yeshivas who did not end in Shanghai but found themselves in the Gulag or found themselves in Central Asia and how they uh, made it. We uh, have learned a lot and something else that I would like to, uh, to bring to the attention of uh, our listeners and this is, let's not forget, it's not only that unfortunately we are losing our survivors and they are leaving us. Let's not forget how Holocaust denial is becoming, you know, stronger and stronger. Yeah, no question. You there? Hello? Oh boy, did we just lose them? We're speaking with, um, yeah, we did lose them. We're speaking with Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein, the founder of Project Witness, and Guy Orman, the producer of the event. Are you back? Are you are you with us? Yes, we are back. Okay, you go see, ahead. Just before I wanted to say something very <laughs> important. Holocaust denial, right? And this is uh, not only Holocaust denial, but rise of anti-Semitism. Right. We like here at the United States to believe that it happened only in Europe. It's not, my dear friends. It's here in the United States of America. And we believe that we have to do everything in order to bring this knowledge to the younger generation, to ourselves. We have to pay tribute. We have to remember what all these survivors, what they went through, and they went through, and they survived, and they rebuilt for us and for our next generation. So let's respect it and remember it. No question about it. Everybody out there is encouraged to be at the Williamsburg Hotel on Wythe Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, one week from tonight. That's the night that the documentary premiere takes place. It's called Russia Escaping Hitler was just the beginning. Despite everything they survived, let's ensure their story does too. If you go to the Project Witness website, projectwitness.org, the uh, possibility of buying tickets is right there, or the opportunity, I should say, to buy tickets is right there. Also, there's a donate button on the Project Witness uh, website. Uh, they are asking people to help underwrite and sponsor this event, this very important film, and there are many, many different levels, um, higher levels and um, and less uh, expensive levels that you can use to uh, for the sponsorship opportunities to support the event. Project Witness has effectively preserved hundreds of Holocaust stories through high-quality documentaries 
educational programs and awareness events that connect with the rising generation of young Jews. Mrs. Lichtenstein, I know this is obvious, but remind our audience why this is a very good time of year to see a documentary like this. Because we are touching the nine days. We are touching, you know, the Churban of Yerushalayim and of Beis HaMikdash. And uh, if we don't want our children to think about the horrifying events that our ancestors and our uh, grandparents and great-grandparents went through, uh, that they should not treat it like it's a story from 2,000 years ago. We should all listen, learn, and teach the younger generation. And this is a good opportunity. Three weeks, nine days, a lot of summer camps, a lot of different educational programs and synagogues make sure uh, during the three weeks, nine days, and Tisha B'Av itself, to talk about these themes and to uh, use those days to remember the Chorban bias, number one, and the tragedies that our people have suffered over the thousands of years. Guy Orman, how long is the documentary? It's going to be about, it's about 72 to 75 minutes if you like to watch credits. All right, so it's a real, it's a movie. It's a, it's a real presentation here. It's a very real movie, and, you know, we have a lot of amazing and inspirational, some sad moments as well, and a lot of, uh, a lot of new material that people don't know. Um, and one of, the main, one, of the, one of the most important lines in the film that someone explains is actually a son of a survivor where he says that um, so the Holocaust is more than just Auschwitz. It's more than just ghettos. It's anybody who survived either through kinder transport, through hiding, or through being deported to Siberia. These are all Holocaust survivors. Unbelievable. Hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Happens a week from tonight, everybody. If then, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area for July 11th, make sure to be at the Williamsburg Hotel. Get your tickets. Go to ProjectWitness.org. We'll remind you between now and then to get your tickets at projectwitness.org. And, of course, as we always encourage you, you can support the work of Project Witness on the very same website. There's a donate button at projectwitness.org. Documentary is called Rosja. It's an important – they're all important. This one has really touched me in terms of a story. Uh, so, so out there, a story all of us should know, and uh, unfortunately until now we didn't, but obviously Project Witness is giving us the opportunity uh, to learn more and more about it. Uh, Mrs. Lichtenstein, Kolak Avod, anything else you'd like to add about uh, next to Wednesday night? Uh, before the next Wednesday night, I would like to thank uh, you. I would like a good friend. Thank I you. would like to thank our unbelievable uh, team, uh, the staff, Project Witness staff, the volunteers, the board, uh, Elisheva Perlman, who is in charge of the premiere, and all of the good people who are giving a hand, and more than that, giving their heart and time, and are very devoted to our cause. We hope to see you there. We are looking forward to greet you. And after the premiere, of course, the documentary will go out to local events in different, you know, ah, locations. But great. as of now, we are all geared towards the premiere. And we thank the Riboyne Shloilom for giving us the opportunities to get here. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Kola kavod to you. Guy Orman, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about why they should be there a week from tonight? 
I think it's a great opportunity to come support an amazing organization that, uh, you know, there's really no one else doing this type of work. Um, and to hear the stories and to learn, you know, uh, the history of the majority of, of the survivors that we don't know. So true. Kalakavo to you. Good luck, uh, good luck next week, and congratulations on what I'm sure is an unbelievable documentary. Thank you so much. There Thanks. they are, Project Witness. They are amazing, all under the leadership of Mrs. Lichtenstein. Everything, the, the movies, the documentaries, the books, the textbooks, the lectures, all the educational series that really help uh, our teachers out, excuse me, our teachers and Rabunim out there uh, talk about the uh, Holocaust and World War II to their students and congregations all coming from Project Witness and their headquarters in Brooklyn, New York. And we say Kol HaKavod to them. More coming up. You are listening to a Wednesday morning, 4th of July, Wednesday morning broadcast. And this is JM in the AM.